Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that Dork Trek is now on Patreon. Go to patreon.com and search Dork Trek, and we are there. We are taking uh, donations. You can get all kinds of cool stuff. You can get video of the recordings. You can get high-quality audio. Invites to a once-a-month Google Hangout with the gang. Maybe even Star Trek role-playing games. Who knows? It's all up to you. Go to patreon.com slash dorktrek and check out what we're doing. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Ah, yes. Uh, look at Reunited and It Feels So Good. Ben and Jenny, everybody. Look at them. Hi. Reunited and it feels so good. Aw. Oh, look at the happy couple. <laughs> nice. <Clear>. Reunited <laughs> makes me understood. It is nice to see you guys in just one screen. It is. I like it. Jenny, before we go on with the 250th episode of Dork Trek, which this is 250 episodes amazing of, of Dork Trek, I got to say, your Insert lips. Insert the applause track here. I will. I will. Like, I'm a, like it's a black uh, radio show. Jenny, your, your lips look fantastic. Why Insert that? another applause track. Thank you very much. <laughs> how do you, why do your lips, how do they get so beautiful? This is the fabulous lip sense. It can't still be lip sense. How is it still lip sense? That's amazing. Well, I put it on every day, but it lasts all day, every wow. day. That's amazing. that's amazing. Here we are. It's almost ten thirty at night, and they still look wonderful. Well, it looks, I, it looks like I you did, just applied it. I did touch it up. I had okay. wings for dinner, and and uh, I was like, you know, I want to be on video. I got to look sharp on the video. I can only imagine how red those wings were when you were eating. And people were like, well, look at all the sauce on those wings. Like, uh-uh, baby. That ain't, <laughs> that ain't lip sets coming off. That's all sauce, mom. But look at this stuff. Stays right. on for days and days. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's amazing. And if I wanted to pick some of this stuff up, Jenny, where can I get it? Oh, my Facebook page, Oral Fixation Lips, is the name mm, of the page. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. So if you want uh, luscious and beautiful lips like our friend Jenny Zell, just hit her up, yeah, and you can get that that done, baby. Two hundred fifty episodes. First, I want to say congratulations to all of you. You guys are wonderful. You're uh, just the best podcasters uh, I've had the privilege of podcasting with. Um, I love you guys. You're like a family to me. It's really been a it's been a wonderful journey. Aww. Cheers. And I got to say, Ben, Ben, you are completely wrong about the Orville. That show is fucking dog shit. (laughs) We're all great. We're all great. Ben, your opinion sucks. No, no, no. Ben has great opinions. His opinion about the Orville. No, 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 no. All right. I think you're the the man alone on this one, Ben. Uh, On this episode, perhaps, but uh, it's fine. I have have a growing uh, support base online. <laughs> hey, so does Steve Bannon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That escalated. I mean, Trump's president. How that happened? So. Uh, I, I watched like the first forty minutes of it. I guess somewhere around there. Oh, I the last sh- twenty were the best. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. I watched Man. the first. Well, no, I can't even say the first fifteen. It was like the 
minute five through ten you, or you something. You were in the bathroom <laughs> for the first five. Yeah. You came out. You walked into the kitchen for the next did some three. dishes. You did the dishes. You came out. in. Wow. You watched five minutes of the episode and said, I'm going to go upstairs and watch BoJack Horseman. Yeah. And left. Yeah. <laughs> I watched up until the ex-wife was introduced and everyone was listening to them argue on the comm. That wasn't 40 minutes in. That was about 30, 20, 30. I don't know. I just, I tried. I tapped out. I was, I tried. So maybe it was 10 minutes, but it seemed like it 40. It felt like the <laughs> longest. It was, I want to say it was about yes. 30 minutes. It was around 30, I think. A couple um, commercial breaks. I don't, I don't know. This is my question uh, for the group. I know we're not reviewing the Orville on the 250th episode of the Dark Trek, but we've been talking about it a lot online. Uh, I just don't know what the show wants to be. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel about it. It's a bright, fun science fiction television series <laughs> that, that shows us a bright, optimistic future 400 years hence. Where people still have ex-wives and argue with them. Oh, yeah, because okay. nobody has an ex-wife on Star Trek. Never saw that. Never. Yeah, but they're, they're all amicable, though. Um, okay. I, I just don't know what it they wants. Are. I don't know what it wants to be. Yeah. Like, does it, I mean, if they want to be like a workplace, like comedy, make I don't know. Just I, I just think I, Space Office. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. Like I'd I would watch that. I'd watch Space Office. I guess I don't. I just don't know. Like I what think I, there wasn't enough comedy for it to be comedy. There wasn't enough sci-fi for it to be sci-fi. There wasn't enough drama for it to be drama. Like it was just it, it was in between. I, I don't know. I will say it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Like so the, it's, it sounds like it was made for broad appeal. Like they're like, okay, comedy fans hopefully will come watch it, and sci-fi fans will hopefully come watch it, and well, people who like seeing cool special effects will hopefully come watch it. But that doesn't sound like a formula for a successful show in the long run. I have to, that's that's good, uh, Dennis. That's quality analysis. Yeah, I haven't even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how you can you can hate a thing that you haven't. Seen. I don't think Dennis hates I it. it. I'm just not interested in. Yeah, seeing it. I just think Dennis is yeah. disinterested. Uh, I yeah. I was interested in it enough to watch the first. 25, 30 minutes of See, it. And I mean, they have, they have trailers for a reason. Like, trailers are there to get you interested in a project. And when I saw the trailers, it didn't interest me. And especially when they, you know, the, the press polls that they have for it are like, that it's hilarious and blah, 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 and blah. But everybody who's seen it, would you say that it was hilarious? No. No, I, I don't. I exactly. Didn't you like so the it's show. Not, the show is not what hilarious. they're billing it as. It's not what they're, they're saying that, that it is. So Right. I, I think that they're... Yeah. A, a large number of the of the negative reviews are coming from uh, critics who went into it expecting American Dad or Family Guy or yeah. some other kind of you know Seth MacFarlane humor like Ted or vehicle, whatever. if you will, a Ted McFar uh, a Seth MacFarlane vehicle. Yeah. If I thought it was actually going to be Seth MacFarlane comedy, I wouldn't have watched it at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that people, though, the critics who went in looking for that were sorely disappointed because it is not Family Guy. It's not Ted-style no. humor. Um, I, I think, though, that it, it touched on some of the tropes from science fiction that we've seen over the years. I think that it it addressed some of these things, that, and people are, are being dismissive of it. 
I mean, a lot of the people who are telling me that, that they couldn't stand to watch it, that they, they failed, because you guys aren't the only ones who are like, oh, yeah, I got 10 minutes of it. But a lot of these people are the same people who are like, oh, yeah, you got to give it a chance. You know, I had to watch three episodes of this, and then once you get past episode four, it's really good. Or even worse, it's like, oh, yeah, once you get to third season of TNG, that's when it picks up. So you got to kill yourself for 22 episodes a season. Right. So this, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even asking for that. I'm like, hey, we could you let but, the, this but there's episode so many, finish? There's so many choices to watch stuff now. And like I will back say, in the day when TNG was out, there were, you know, four networks and limited access to cable. And not, I will not say cable that we have today and not internet, you know, online streaming services. You got to come with something if you want. And I think mm-hmm. part of, and I think part of this, part of that argument, Ben, you can go against it. Well, when I turn on Star Trek, the next generation, I know what I'm turning on. I'm turning on a science fiction show. I know exactly what I'm getting. I think with this thing, it's trying to do, it's trying to be too much. It's trying to cross over into too many different, uh, I guess, uh, avenues. If you want to be a comedy, be a comedy. If you want to be a drama, be a drama. If you want to be a sci-fi show, be a sci-fi show. Uh, I also think some of the problem is uh, McFarlane. I don't think he's a good actor. Yes. Uh, how, long, how long until there's a musical episode just so he can sing? I don't. Uh, probably next episode, perhaps. No. I, I'm just kidding. It, that guy fucking episode, loves to sing, man. Episode 14. <laughs> it's episode 14, Ben. It's, it's on the road to uh, Kringon. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't think McFarlane's a good enough actor to carry something like that. I think the rest of the cast was pretty good. I liked the alien that only peed once every seven years or something like that. I thought that, that, that character, that alien was kind of very rigid, very firm. You kind of knew what you were getting. Uh, I thought his ex-wife was pretty good. I just think he is just, it's not, it's just not good. Like he's just not good enough to carry a show, especially an hour. That's a lot. You know, he's and a I good voice actor, but just to for him to be the starring role, I felt like it was like I told Ben at dinner earlier. I felt like he basically wrote himself into a Mary Sue story. Like he was like, <laughs> "I've always wanted to be in a Star Trek show. I'm going to write one. I'm going to make one, and I'm going to be in it." And so like, if the, if the last episode is him looking into a snow globe, then I'll, I'll go back and watch the. <laughs> what if it's the Traveler? The Traveler yeah. comes back. Him and Wesley <laughs> leave with the Traveler. If, Kelsey Grammer. If, if, if this on. series runs to completion. The final episode planned is that the snow globe is there, but as the camera zooms in on the snow globe, and then as it zooms back out, it's now a cartoon snow globe, and Peter Griffin is holding it, and he does the, hey! <laughs> and it. then it's the end of the episode. I um, I just, I don't think he's strong enough to, to, to carry a shit. To be a series. Like and there were, there were points <laughs> in it where I was watching, like the one scene where he's, in, he's meeting the, he's meeting the, the crew, and I felt like I was watching like an old Volvillian show where like he's the straight guy and he's talking to the, so tell me about your wacky thing, wacky thing. All right, next wacky thing. And like, it was just very kind of, I just, I couldn't get, like, I just, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. but I mean, all, all series introduced the cast and this was a quick way to just get past that 
it, it's something that it would be like the military. Hey, here's the captain. He meets the crew, yeah, and then we did, move but, but, past uh, it. Yeah, but I almost felt like it was like Johnny Carson interviewing like uh, like uh, like a little kid or yeah. like it's not so, organic. Like, like Farpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. Far everything's organic when they introduce the people. People don't walk up to come into Picard's office for an you know an entrance interview or something like that. It's like Riker meets Crusher and you know at the marketplace and Data <laughs> is in the you know the holodeck and all this other kind of. It was it was very much like I felt like like a celebrity was interviewing a YouTube star like Letterman was talking to the chocolate rain guy and like so tell me about your wacky thing I only use the bathroom once every seven years I go every I go three times a night that's unfortunate for you all right let's get the next wacky alien guy here all right and you're a robot (laughs) tell me about you robot you don't like human beings. That's correct. I think you guys are shitty meat bags. All right, give it up for the robot. Okay. And it was just Bender's in this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I watch it. Bender's in it. If Bender Rodriguez was yeah. there, I, not I, John I, DiMaggio. Bender. I may no, try. B- Bender is on this. So check it out. I may finish the, the episode. I want to finish the episode just to see it. Um, just because I, I was watching it, my wife came out and we were we were gonna finish Glow. She came out and she's like, "Are you watching this?" I was like, "I'm trying. I'm just not feeling it." And so we turned it off and we watched it's Glow. Like those days when you just you, you know you want to masturbate, but you just can't get into it. I always have those days, Dennis. You know what? I power through. I power through because <laughs> I'm a champion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find the right video eventually. I always. That's just... why he started watching Glow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which was okay. Glow was pretty good. I just um, my last thing on the Orville. And if people are curious about more of my thoughts, they can check out my new podcast called The Wilbur. But, um, Jeez. I give you points for a clever name. Uh, I like it. The Wilbur. But, can, I, uh, can I be on that podcast with you, Ben, please? Yeah. I'm, good at, I'm, good, I'm good at podcasting. Otherwise, we'll do a competing podcast called The Redenbacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my big complaints about... Uh, Space Movie 2009, or one of my my strongest comments about that film, was that I think I would have enjoyed it more if they had taken out all the references to Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Like if they had none of the Delta Shields, none of the names, none of the character names, right? And it was just a space adventure What if his name was Spick instead of Spock? (laughs) (laughs) And this is and this is Quark. <laughs> no, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if, if it had been a space adventure movie with a nautical style to it, Rose. which is kind of like Star Trek's thing, I would have been fine. Potty. And I, I, I've, I've said that multiple times. It was it was a fine space adventure movie. It just wasn't so Trek. So what do you think about the Phantom Menace? <sighs> is that not Star Wars? It's hard to say that. See, I, I'm not as I, okay. Here's the thing: no, is, but it I'm is. Not, like you have to accept that that's that's part of the Star Wars, you know, canon. It's, but I don't. It's, have but to, it's so different from the original, you know. Right, but here's the thing: is that it was made by the person who created Star Wars as a prequel to, not as a let me change every fundamental thing about Star Wars. I went back in time and we aborted Luke Skywalker. So now there was only one twin. The show got and really Leia dark. Grew up. <laughs> well, that's what JJ Abrams did to Star Trek in my opinion. So that, that, but that's a whole nother conversation. My thing is that, that that's one, there's just completely difference with the prequels did to star Wars as to what the, the reboot did to star Trek. But then secondly, I, and 
Metachlorians? Well, Seriously? For, for me <laughs> well, they got rid though, of that very quickly, the, though. The other thing, <laughs> though, and this is for me personally, though, is that I was never that personally involved with Star Wars. I see Star, that. I Star see Wars that. was just a thing that I watched that was enjoyable. Star Trek was a thing that I lived in. When we were when we saw the Phantom Menace and the uh, Clone Wars and stuff like that, like we were uh we were genuinely insulted. Like I remember leaving seeing episode two going like, Are you fucking serious? Like that that is like I was like almost like physically ill and especially after I saw the last uh, Indiana Jones movie. Oh my God. That was the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen before. But I really life. liked last crusade. That, that was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so that, that's my feelings though, for the rebooted movies from Jar Jar Abrams. I'm cool and, with that. And it's just, it, it's always going to be. And my thing is because of this whole altered timeline that they're like, Oh, but you know, this doesn't change anything. Your tricks still exist. It's just a different timeline. I'm like, all right, fine. Your timeline is, is off, you know, it's crappy. sticking its neck <laughs> in its own ass and, and Just done for me, it, I know. think there's a difference between uh, this isn't Star Trek and I don't like Star Trek anymore. This, okay, I don't like but, what Star Trek has become. Like, I don't, I don't like what Star Wars became when they made it, the Phantom Menace, you know, the prequels and everything. I didn't like right. what it became, but I still understood that it's part of the greater the Star Wars lore. Exactly. Now, and it's the same thing with 2009. You may not like it. You may not like what they've done with Star Trek but it's still Star Trek, whether no. you like it or not. Tino. <laughs> to Ben, no. Now, this Tino. is the way... I, I, it's funny, though, because I was, I, today I saw Wrath of Khan. I just finished it like an hour ago. Right. I, amazing. Holy smokes. Like, so I cried at the end when Spock died. Like, Good. it was fucking great. Like, oh, man, what a charismatic villain. They don't even... It's. I mean, it's basically a submarine picture, for God's sakes. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a nautical adventure. It's amazing. So, like, as I walk into the theater, it's empty. It's, like, 20 minutes before the show, and this, this woman walks in, and she's like, where is everybody? I was like, I don't know. And she's like, I'm the usher or something. I was like, I don't know, lady. She's like, well, online it said it was sold out. It's so weird because, like, there's nobody here. The movie starts in 20 minutes. It's like, I don't know. She's like, I'm so excited. She's like, are you, so I take it you're a Trekkie too? And I was like, yep, I sure am. Wait, she just like, come sit right next to you or something? No, no, no. She, we're just, her and I are just chit-chatting. Like, she, you know, we're just chatting before a movie. And Star Trek fans are normally very, especially, you, they we're strangers, yes, but we have a common interest. So we're talking yeah, about true. our... Yeah, of course. We have our common interests going, you know? So she's saying her thing, I'm saying mine, and she's like, you know, I love I love Star Trek. I love the old stuff. I can't really feel the new stuff all that much. I don't like it, but I, just, I love the old stuff. And so I think a lot of people feel the way Ben feels. I think my father-in-law feels that way. You know, it's not, it's, I, it's, it's watchable, but I don't, I don't care for it. And I'm at the point now where it's like, you don't like it. That's fine. I don't, you know? That's I mean, cool. I just, you know, there's but, a lot of shows that have been around for a long time, like Doctor Who. Like, you could be a, a big Tom Baker fan and not like. Is that the, isn't that the drummer from Blink 182? Yes. <laughs> that was, that's why he left the show. Actually, he <laughs> be the drummer from Blink 182. <laughs> I mean, Little known Doctor or you cannot like what Sylvester McCoy is that the one that you hate, Ben? Or. Colin Baker. Colin, Colin Baker. Baker. Okay. Sylvester yeah. McCoy. The sixth like, doctor. You, can, you cannot like parts and pieces of, yeah. of an entire show, but it's all still, I mean, in my opinion, I, I think it's all, I got, but, that, but that's the mechanics. That's everything. But that's the mechanics of Dr. Who. And I think that's the brilliance of Dr. Who. That is really, that, they, that is really that fucking smart. Your, your main actor can be replaced. Yeah. But I mean, at even, any I mean, time, 
the concept of the Time Lord has changed over you know the expanse mm-hmm. of the series. Right, but it's a slow evolution. I mean, so I mean that's why you you know just like I can't really hold a lot of canon stuff against Trek from like the first few episodes. Right or TNG from the first few episodes or anything from you know because it, a show's got to get its footing. It's got to yes, it's got to establish its network. So maybe that's I, the problem with the the JJ verse is that it was a movie. It's not a series, so they didn't. There's no time for them to build their their new universe. Like I've, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like, I've always said Star Trek is better as a as a series as a yeah. television series. I think that's the way people want to consume it. We'll and see. Then, we'll see what happens with the new show. Well, I mean, hopefully someday there's a Star Trek series on television that we can watch again. <laughs> but until that day, we'll just keep waiting. 24th, baby. I'm getting it. I'm, I'm in. I, Man, I hope it's great. Someone shared, I, I think it and was, was Justin. You keep pretending like you don't like it, but deep down inside, you're like, man, it really is good. Somebody shared the uh, theme song, and uh, they were like, oh, see, at least it's, it's harkening back to the original series. I listened to it. It sounded like Game of Thrones. I'm like, it. <laughs> I mean, my only plus on the theme is that it's it's an orchestra. Yeah, type. you know, it's it's not Rod Stewart knockoff. It's, it's not karaoke. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy with that. I've got faith in the I think if that show had a better theme, it might have lasted another year. Maybe. Because well, I, I love the mistake that they made right out the gate is we don't want Star Trek in the title. A lot of people don't remember that when the show first aired. The title was Enterprise. Yes, it was. That's and, and, and second season was when they added Star Trek Enterprise because they were like, oh, yeah, nobody understands that this is fucking Star Trek. Nobody's watching. That's why they're not watching. Okay. That's stupid. And it's like, no, that's not why they're not watching. They're not watching because you've got this dumbass temporal time war bullshit. Get rid of that. They thought it was a show about a car rental place. And they're like, I don't, why do I want to watch a show about a car rental place? <laughs> I get, all they come po- pick you up. <laughs> all, all my points are with Hertz. So I, I, I just, I'll, I'll wait for Star Trek Hertz. Star Trek Dick Hertz. Star <laughs> yeah, But I got to tell you, though, um, I got done with Raph. You guys saw Rathacon too, correct, Ben and Jenny? Yeah, we saw it uh, Sunday. God, I, what actually a- had, I had tickets for it Sunday in Charleston. Oh, Charleston. And then it was like, oh, yeah, there may be, you know, a hurricane. city underwater and hurricane. So let me uh, let me leave as quickly let, as let I can. Let me leave and uh, I'll, I'll cancel that ticket. Uh, and then I got the tickets up here. How great was Rathacon? I actually got teary eyed when the Paramount logo popped <laughs> at the very beginning. Okay. No, because, because it has literally been 35 years over 30 because it was June 4th of 81. So it you know, or 82. So it's been 35 years since I've seen that in the theater. And, you know, so I've, I've seen Wrath of Khan. I, I don't even, I can't even imagine how many times I've seen it. Right. But from that initial, the, the, the Paramount logo is on the screen and there, there's that tone underneath as, as the, as the score is about to start. And then the, it goes to space and you've got like the star cluster slowly rotating and the theme starts and I just I couldn't hold it together. Yeah, it was just too much for it's me. Yeah, like uh, when the Force Awakens at the beginning of that, when they did the the scroll or whatever, mm-hmm. like because it just reminded me of watching Star Wars all those times that I watched it. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I loved Rathacon, man. It was fucking great. Like, everything about it was just, I mean, just top shelf. It's, it's such a I great... I wish they would have shown it on the peninsula. I yeah. See it. It was, it was, we were going to come up to Hampton to see it, but they, they wasn't better. in that theater. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was choice. Well, one of the things that got me, though, is that on the drive back from uh, the Charleston Nebula, I had the uh, 1995 uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, biography read by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Uh, I am Spock, and uh, it, Wait, but is it autobiography or it was a biography? Yeah. I'm sorry, autobiography. Oh, okay, that would I'm be sorry. weird if he was reading the biography of <laughs> like somebody else wrote about it. And Leonard said, "Well, and well, there's several times where he uh, has conversations in his head with Spock, huh. and he, so he'll do it. Nimoy, here's the line. Spock, here's the line." And he, whenever he's talking about the character, though, he would refer to the Vulcan. Oh, interesting. And so he, he talked about how they came to the decision to have the death scene in uh, Star Trek II. That was great. And then there was the whole thing that there was a leak, and people found out that you know they were going to kill Spock in the movie. So that's why they added the Kobayashi Maru death scene. So that it would throw people off. Because this is way before internet yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. things. You've got Starlog Magazine and, and you know, word of mouth. So in this one, when he dies during the Kobayashi Maru, or when he dies, air yeah. quotes, you know, it's like, oh, that would okay. It throws he everybody. Did, it throws everybody off the scent. Right. Yeah. Oh, he didn't really die, and now you get to enjoy the rest of the movie. And oh, shit, he died. Yeah. You know, now, I thought was interesting too was did you guys have like the little interview with uh, Shatner, Shatner before? Yeah, where that they was were talking. Yeah, that was really neat. Where they were talking about how. Um, uh, how the the eyeglass scene in space was added on later, like yeah. that wasn't Nicholas Meyer. That was just shot by some dude that they threw in just to bring him back because you never know. Well, that that was the uh, the back and forth, I guess. That in, and Nimoy actually talked about this in his uh, autobiography uh, that the, there was it's like, hey, he's out forever, he's done. But Harv Bennett is who produced uh, Star Trek: Two: The Wrath of Khan was a famous uh, TV producer. He'd been producing, you know, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionic Woman, things like that. And uh, in, in, in television, you put these little story threads that you might come back to next season. Yeah. Or whatever. You give yourself room to grow the story. So he was the one who pushed to have that scene with Remember in, you know, where Spock passes his Katra on to McCoy. They didn't know what it was going to mean, but they needed something, some jumping point that they could do. So they added, he's like, you know, Leonard, could you do just a real quick little thing? I don't know, you know, you know, it's like, I don't know, I could do like a mind meld thing. Yeah, yeah. And could she say something like what? I don't know. What, what would you, what do you think would be a, it's like, I'll remember. I've got well, a bone. <laughs> well, that was the first take and they're like, yeah. mm, let's, let's take two. Take two. Smell let's my finger. <laughs> uh, take two, take two. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, you know, don't fight it. You know, you want it. <laughs> no, what? no. But uh, so, you know, they threw that in there. And then, like you said, it was like, you know, second production guys who did the eyeglass yeah. scene. And, you know, because Nick Meyer was against it, he was like, no, that it diminishes the death of Spock to have him come back like that. How are we going to make that a fucking Christmas tree ornament if he comes back to life? 
Like Nicholas, yeah. why would anyone want to make that a Christmas tree ornament? You know what? That's a good idea. You're right. Why would anybody want to make that a Christmas tree ornament? <laughs> Fast forward to 2016. That still blows me away. It's that. fucking I mean, weird. I, I, couldn't, I could not get that one. It, it's, 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 it's too much. So what does this Christmas tree ornament uh, mean, Grandma? This me. This is when Spock died. <laughs> this is when we're, you know, two friends who, who've been friends for, for 20 years and, and you know, they one of them dies. You know what? Let's make that a Christmas tree. That, that was just, that death scene. You know, you know, it's good. It's it's quality stuff. You know, like you, Nimoy's you give, in there. Nimoy's in there playing Frankenstein and stuff like that. Like he's got the the big weird movements. It was yeah. it's really well done. But I mean, that was I think you know because people criticize Shatner all the time for being a ham, but I think that scene was some of the finest acting that Shatner has ever done. Oh no, it was great. And the pain in his voice. When Spock finally dies, and he 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 just kind of that no that he does as he realizes it, it was too intense for me. And like when the camera kind of pulls up, and then like he's like uh, Kirk kind of spins backwards, and they're kind of sitting back to back, and he slouches over in the glass. Like that was great, man. And yeah. then even if they added it later, his. His eulogy speech for Spock brought. I mean, I got a little misty eyed on that yeah. one too. It was yeah, great. That always gets me. Yeah. Oh yeah. God damn it! When Kirstie Alley starts crying, I'm like, yeah. I, I love the inside story about the Kirstie Alley thing, though, is that she'd actually swallowed wrong just before they said action, and so she had like a tickle. <laughs> she had a tickle in her throat, and so she was holding. She was literally holding back a because you know this is her first movie. Yeah. So she Introducing. So she doesn't want to fuck up. And her the first scene. time swallowing, so she knew how to do it. <laughs> That's why she did it wrong. But you've done that before. That yeah. happened to me. My you swallow time. wrong, and then you you, you cough, and yeah. you, you lose your shit. Well, that was the thing is that she was holding back that cough, and so her eyes are tearing up, and she's she's holding back the cough, and it's that's great. why it's so great. And and then finally she just breaks out coughing, and Michelle Nichols is like, "What? You know, are you okay?" And she's like, "Oh, I didn't want to ruin the scene." And the show was like. You, you cough and they do another take. I mean, it, it's fine. And I you, man, and there's nothing better to watch on screen than Ricardo Montalban as Khan. Okay, like, so fuck, dude, he's so great. He just eats it up like he's just fucking chewing on it. Like it's amazing to see. So the the rumor for years was that he had a prosthetic chest piece. Yeah, that was the hot, re- and I still think it is. I mean, no. <laughs> because I after watching this yeah. and now seeing it. As big as, you know, just right there on the big screen, you know, and really looking. There's a couple of scenes where really he looking gets, at his chest. Well, yeah, there's, uh, there's because, obvious scenes where you have, he's got like man boob cleavage. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's scenes where he gets like, like under flesh. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's like prosthetics don't get goose flesh. Yeah. Like, I'm old, sorry. yeah. He was fucking good, dude. I mean, guy, he's just it? chewing it up, bro. Just, oh, he's yeah. fucking amazing, Ricardo Montalban. Love him. I love him. Like, Khan is awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I see what Harv, because like you were saying, Harv Bennett watched all 79 of the original series. Yeah. To look for somewhere to, yeah, as a jumping off point for a new story. It's perfect. This perfect. is City Alpha 5! <laughs> it's like, dude, whoa! <laughs> He's so awesome. I tried not to ruin the movie for Ginny <laughs> when, by, by doing quotes I mean, I, I kind of caught myself during the Kobayashi Maru, so I was like, okay, you know what? Just do the background. Don't do any of the, the foreground knowledge. So when he opens up the doors and he's, he's talking to uh, Savick and it's all smoky and stuff and you the background voice, you know, blowers on, 
you know, stuff like that, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, stop, stop. She, Cause she's over there like elbowing and stuff. So it's like, okay, just. It's bad enough when we're at home watching it on TV, yeah. but we were in a theater. Like the first time I tried to watch, uh, cause you know, if other, other Trek nerds in there start hearing it, then they were like, Oh, it's, it's, it's fair game. game. Yeah, Let's go. It's, it's well, when the scene with where the, he yells, come on, everybody is, is coming up. Right. And it's coming up. Con, you bloodsucker. <laughs> well, there, there's, there's like, you know, like a bad marksman. You keep missing the target. But there's this group of people in front of us as it's getting closer. And they start looking at each other. And they all look back to like one member of their group. And they're like silently. Silently. <laughs> <laughs> like there were like three people. And they all look at the same guy sitting there. And they look back and they're like. Silent. Everybody's like covering up his mouth, like, like this, no. so they know he's going to yell it out. And he's like, silently, dude. I love. I mean, like the con line is awesome, but I love the con. You bloodsucker! <laughs> You're like a marksman who keeps missing his target. <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> great. I think yeah. my my favorite uh, underrated scene in that movie is when he gives them what two minutes to to look 60 up seconds. the uh, yeah. sixty seconds to look up the uh, the information on Genesis but they keep him on the screen. So he's sitting there talking to Joaquin and Kirk and and Spock are pretending to be talking or looking up the codes or whatever. Yeah, and then just he keep keeps nodding back. Captain. <laughs> Captain. We're waiting. <laughs> Time is something you do not have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just fucking great. And like now the guy, and I love, again, I can't, I don't want to feel like we're reviewing the Orville and Wrath of Khan on this episode. It's um, fine. <laughs> but it's just, it's wonderful how many people Khan is avenging in this movie. Like, at first he's avenging his wife, who's died. And then, like, when Joaquin dies, I will avenge you. <laughs> He should have joined the Avengers, man. He's just avenging everybody. He's literally avenging. I'll avenge you. I just imagine him, like, when they go back to the scene on the Enterprise, like, Khan's on the bridge of the Defiant going, not the Defiant, but the Reliant going, and I'll avenge you. I'll avenge you, too. I'm going to avenge you. And that guy over there, and him over there, I'm going to avenge you. Everybody's getting avenged today. Part part of my face. I will avenge you. I will avenge you. I will avenge you, too, Hare. When, uh, before Star Trek Next Generation, uh, and they established that the, the Reliant was a, a Miranda-class starship. Mm-hmm. But before that, there was a set of fan blueprints that just were like de facto canon until it was uh, you know, changed by something in canon. And the blueprints referred to it as being the Avenger class. It makes sense. The Avenger. It avenges everybody. And so, you know, NCC 1860 was the Avenger. And it was like, I didn't for years until I read an article in Starlog about it, catch the joke that is like, that's why it's the Avenger class because I will avenge you. I will, you know, and like you said, does he say somewhere in there that he'll avenge himself upon or he'll invent avenge himself upon you or something like that? Well, no, but is that, is that a line from Moby Dick? Because if it is, he did say it. If not, then no. Okay. Because he, he quoted the hell out of my mind or something. Like when he's when he's triggering off the Genesis device, he, he says something like, "I will avenge myself no. upon you." <laughs> no, for hate for hate's sake, I spit. You know, yeah, that's the last. Yeah, that yeah that's the last line. Yeah, nah, I'm not oh, gonna watch it. No, I did. I as soon as it was over, I was like, "Well, I want to watch Search for Spock. I got to see Christopher. Yeah. Lloyd, I got to see Christopher Lloyd uh, Klingon. Yeah. He's the best Those too, man. I got to watch him back to yeah. back. Like when the Enterprise blows up and Chris Lloyd goes, <gasps> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marty." Get out of there! 
I just, I love, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's wonderful. Like, yeah. Rathicon is a great fucking film. Like, there's well, no here's other... the thing. I mean, I hope if they keep this up until so the 35th anniversary of uh, Search for Spock, they re-release it. I would watch that. I'd go see I saw that in the theater when I was a kid. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that when I was in, in the theater when I was a kid. They should do them back to back. Oh, man. Can you imagine just a, 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 an all-day marathon of, of the but original those series? But that crew? long. Yeah, uh-huh. so they could they could do it easy. But, It'd be like mm-hmm. watching one Avengers movie now. Yeah, I would watch or, the sh- yeah, or Batman versus Superman. I mean, it's fucking amazing. Like it's just yeah, it's such a great film. This is this is something you and I talked about, Bob, a while back. Um, with uh, if you're going to do a podcast, do something about something old because the whole nostalgia thing. Yes. And I'm looking. That's if you look at these fathom events that are coming out now. You had Star Trek two. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, we went to see Close Encounters of the yes. Third Kind. Mm-hmm. Um, see that on the screen? That was another one that hit me. Just to get the five notes booming, you know, into the yeah. theater. It was just like, oh my god, this is the way this movie is supposed to be. I never saw Close Encounters at the theater. Really? Um, when that first came out? Interesting. Or you know, it came out and then there was a re-release. I never saw that. Um, so this is my first time seeing that movie in the theater, and it's like, holy shit, this is the way you're supposed to watch movies. I'm an, I'm totally going to see um, Little Shop of Horrors because that's mm-hmm. on the tw- that's on the 29th and the 31st of October. I fucking love Little Shop of Horrors. Steve Martin is amazing in that movie. I love. I think I might have to go see that too. Yeah. It's Rick Moranis. I mean, yeah, Rick, just... of course. I mean, of course, Rick Moranis. But I just, I've always loved Steve Martin's. I think that's part of the reason why, when I was a younger lad, I liked John Spencer Blues Explosion because, in my head, John Spencer Blues Explosion sings like Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors. Like it's, uh, it's very close. It's very close. Like that weird kind of rockabilly, like silly mm-hmm. voice. I fucking love that movie. I can't wait to see that. I'm so stoked. I'm. I'm debating if we can take the kids. I don't know. It might be too much, mm. but it's silly. It's a little vi. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. But man, the Kobayashi Maru. What a movie. What a great movie. Yeah. What a fantastic film. It, it, like I said, it was, it was very perfect. Hard it's to. perfect. It's a perfect film. Like it really is. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that I was telling uh, my friend, Kevin, one of the word bros, um, the fact that you're able to do all this and Khan and Kirk don't appear on screen together. Right. Like they're not, well, they're, they're they're not face to face, but they're yeah. not face to face to each other. They're not, they don't have like some big epic fight, which I guess according to Kirk would make sense because he said Ricardo Montalban was in a walker by then. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but I mean, which would make sense. You couldn't have that fight. That's what Kirk was saying in the interview before, I guess really? Shatner did yeah. an interview said like when he first met him for space, How'd he do the naked gun. If he was in a walker, <clears throat> I'm just telling you what Kirk said, bro. I don't know. Like I, basically I, he could walk for a little while, but then as soon as his uh, scene was over, he'd have to lean against something or lean against, yeah. The walk or yeah. whatever. That's why there's a lot of scenes with uh, Fantasy sitting? Island where he's standing, stationary. Uh, okay. Just, but yeah. But uh, that's also why his chest, like yeah. in the pre-interview, yeah. he was saying he's got that that buff because he's such a macho guy that okay, my legs don't work, so I'm just going to work the fuck out of my upper body. Right. It was it was good, dude. Um, you know what's good about it too is uh, I don't know when I saw Spacey. Like, I was an adult by the time I saw that episode of Star Trek. But you don't have to see yes. it to enjoy and to understand yeah. how much Khan hates Kirk. 
Like, yeah. it's, it's oh, yeah, perfectly it's, clear. Well, I mean, as soon as um, Chekhov sees the the books but and me. he's like, holy shit, oh, and he no. looks at but me, be, oh, no, we must get out of here. It sounds like fucking Dracula, yeah. you know? And yeah, it's <laughs> great. Everything about Damn. it is great. And I wonder why he left the one glove on. Like, he took, when he unrobes, yeah. he takes the one glove off but leaves the second glove yeah. on. Like, I'm waiting, like, what is he going to take the other glove off? He's good for the Michael Jackson style. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, it was Ain't in at the time. To he never took the glove pop off. Singer. Never yeah, took the glove off. Yeah, the theories that his, his hand had been damaged or hurt over the years. Yeah. Somehow. Because later on, uh, after the, the the big explosions, and he lifts the fucking big piece of metal off of him, and then he's holding his hand, his hand when he's doing that, uh, when he's exploding the Genesis device, he uh-huh. does kind of have his hand in like some weird kind of cradled like motion. So it could be, I don't know. But it's and the one thing that always just fucking the, shoes it up, bro. Oh my gosh, the Yakim the Yakim uh, death scene. When he's like, you know, yours was the superior, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I will avenge you. And he goes to pull his, 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 his head into his chest, you know, as he hugs him that final time. It always bugs me. And, and my friend Jay, uh, my best friend from high school, pointed it out to me one time when we were watching it. And every time since then, it's, I, I say the same thing. Don't, don't scratch my eyes. <laughs> because he he goes to pull his, his he's got so his, many necklaces his, on yeah. well yeah but he's he's dead and when he goes to pull him into his chest the actor closes his eyes on the way in <laughs> and it's very obvious when you watch and after you notice it once you see it every time so I always have to make that don't don't scratch my eyes it's like it's, those uh, those baby dolls that when you lay them down their eyes close yeah <laughs> yeah it's, now, it's, it's in reverse is yeah. that is that uh is that con is that con's son no. It's not the, his son? There was Okay, so there was the whole thing where the idea was that he would be his son, but that would mean that he's only 15 years old. Okay, that makes sense. All right. And so that wouldn't, you know, work. Uh, the cast were mostly, for his crew, were mostly too young. To yeah, have oh, yeah, they crew. were all too, yeah, 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 because they're all, like, hot bodybuilders. Like, they didn't have any food and stuff, but, like, they clearly had fucking, you know, barbells and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, most of them, protein shakes, most that's of how they them had. were uh, <laughs> Chippendales dancers. Really? What? I, honest to God, they were, most of the guys were Chippendales dancers that they went on, they're <laughs> like, hey, we need, you know, hot guys to be, you know, background players and extras in this movie. We need a bunch of hot men for this movie. Like, if they had made that movie uh, 20 years later, it would have been great for a bonus feature to have him dancing on the bridge of the Reliant, like, doing a number or something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the Reliant isn't, um, if, if, if Kirk listens to Savick Mm -hmm. and puts the shields up, the Reliant has no capability of keeping up with the Enterprise. Is that correct or incorrect? Uh, I mean, it would be a good fight still. I mean, it, you know, Enterprise is a heavy cruiser. Reliance is a heavy frigate. I mean... It, but the, I mean, it's, the Reliance not a wartime ship, though. It's not like yeah. a, it's not built for battle. Well, no more than the Enterprise is. I mean, they're, they're both science. science exploration. Yeah, but at the same time, they're armed. I mean, the, the, the face cannons on Reliant. We're military. We're Starfleet. <laughs> but, you know, scientists have been pawns of the military from the beginning. Yeah. That and, was a know, great line. I love that line. But, I mean, you know, it's, well, America was still in that whole anti-war yeah. mode. in Buttrick. So. That's the part of the movie that I always forget about. Like, Merrick when Buttrick. When they're debating about giving the technology over to Starfleet and stuff. Like, every time yeah. I see it, I was like, is this, I don't, was this a deleted scene or something? Because it's just, you... 
the whole Kirk Khan thing just dominates the movie. Yeah. yeah. To where the, the know, B story, you forget about. Exactly. <laughs> Merrick but, I mean, Buttrick. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, well, yeah. And he, he was actually on an early episode of uh, TNG, which is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Drug. Yeah, he died. Drug episode. Yeah. He, he, had the, he had the HIV, I think. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, no, so it's, now I'm mixing in with the Heathers. But, uh, no, um, the whole thing, though, with uh, the, the, the scientists and everything, I, it's just, I don't know. Jeez, those, those field jackets. The look of this thing, you know, Bob Fletcher's, you know, costume design. Those uniforms are fucking great. It's phenomenal, and it held up for then the yeah. rest of the things. A uh, few science things... uniforms, their little uh, like cut off uh, jacket, like mm-hmm. jacket vest or whatever they have. Those things are pretty cool. Looks no, like I had a problem with the the pants on these uniforms though. Like it looked like <laughs> bell bottoms that got cut off, yes. like at the tops of the boots and shoved into the boots. Yeah, they were weird, yeah. but it's yeah. still a great looking uniform. I tell you what, I love the patch. On the jackets that look like the solar system. Yeah, that's what that, it is. Yeah, that was amazing. Like every like the costumes in this movie are amazing. The the civilian clothes, not so much. That outfit that uh, Bone shows up in at Kirk's house uh, for his birthday party with the yeah, weird like suit. like that leather that leather chap leisure suit thing he's got going on is <laughs> not working. But yeah, me, but I mean. You gotta remember when we first run into McCoy on uh, the motion picture when he comes back after being retired for two and a half years. He's yeah. got the leisure suit and the yeah. beard, and he's got the medallion. He's into so, some. Sw- he's into some swinging sex. If they don't call him Bones yeah. for nothing, baby. <laughs> he's got a big bone in his pants, and he's willing to use it, Mama. We'll have sex with all of you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, just spray. Just fucking great, dude. Like, just too wow. It's yeah. Con was just so much fun to watch. I'm so just glad. Just a couple of corrections to Kirk, though, uh, or Mr. Shatner. Um, they didn't film their scenes of Kirk and uh, Con on separate sets. It was actually the same set, just redressed. Okay. So they did all the Enterprise stuff, and then they redressed the set for the Reliance. So that okay. was the same thing. They didn't burn down all the sets and have to rebuild them between every movie. <laughs> that was good. They just burned they, it down. It's like, why? They, they broke down the sets, yes. Yeah. But the bridge of the Enterprise, that was designed originally, those sets for well, all the Enterprise, the engineering and all that, was designed for that new Star Trek series that didn't happen. Yeah. Star Trek Phase Two, that was just a failed series. Um, but it, there was going to be a Paramount Network and there was going to be a Star Trek series called Star Trek Phase Two. And so they built the sets, they were ready to go, and then it oh, killed it off. And then it became a movie. Well, these were sets that were built for a an extended TV series. They figured they'd get at least, you know, one or two years, maybe more. So these sets had to last. Yeah. So you built them more sturdy than you would a TV I mean, a movie set. Interesting. And so that's why you were able to use these same sets pretty much all the way through Star Trek Four. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. And then Star Trek four, I think, what was it five? They started using the next generation sets. Yeah, which is five is Wait, what? Yeah. What they use the Enterprise sets in Star Trek four? What do you mean? I thought I thought you said they used the same like Enterprise bridge set. Right. Through they spray painted it. Get destroyed in uh, in three in three. Yes. And then at the end of four, though, they get the new Enterprise. Oh, okay. So there's okay. just that one scene on the bridge, and then they have Star Trek five. They get new sets. 
huh. but most okay. of like engineering was, you know, like from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, TNG. It's kind of painful to look at some of these things. Yeah. That's all right. But it's, it's fucking great, man. I just, what a great, what a great, great, great film. I like how Shedder says spoilers. Uh, yeah. Spoiler warning. 250 episodes of Dork Trek in the, uh, in the tank. It's just, wow, what a great time to be. What a great time to be alive. And uh, Greatest week of my life. This, I got to see Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan in theaters. I got to see the Orville. And now I get to see uh, my friends for the 250th episode of and Dark then, Trek. Two out of three ain't bad. The, the 24th, right around the corner, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, my headphones are buzzing again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've already told another friend of mine, and I'll tell you guys, I'm going to cancel my Marvel Unlimited subscription for a couple months ride this thing out i'll more than willing to give you the uh cbs all access if you want to watch it no i mean it's free you might as well give it a go man 24 i'll watch it now the first episode is going to be on network television correct it'll be on cbs and then it moves are they going to do like once a week or are you going to be able to binge watch it uh, i heard it was going to come out like only half of the season was going to come out and then the other half would come out in january that's because weird. They, they've got to they've got to stretch those subscriptions as much as they. So can. they're doing six episodes and six more because I think it's only ten or something like that. Are they doing twelve? I'm not sure. I just heard that half the season would come out at one time. That would be good. They should and then the other like half would come on later. Yeah, I think it's like the new standard. For yeah. Seasons now. Maybe you know until they get their fucking legs under, they should maybe do the Lufa style and do like four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's our season. It's four episodes. Like honestly, Thank like even uh, Agents of Shield. The way they did the last, like the last season, was really like three seasons put together because they had three main arcs and they broke them up into different chunks. Like they did the first eight episodes or whatever, and then the next eight a couple months later, and then the next date again later. And so it kept it. it the story was a lot tighter than trying to maintain an arc over an entire, you know, twenty or twenty-two episode season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did How did you like that? How did that work? Did it work? It worked for you. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Because I mean, my th- they, were, I've they seen... were going off the rails for sure with a lot of the Inhuman stuff, but I thought the last season was pretty good. I, I, I've I've heard other series that do kind of well, Doctor Who is one of them that kind of breaks things up sometimes when they do a split seasons, and they'll have one story arc wrap up, and then it launches into the next one on the next half. Yeah, and I think uh, the the introduction of Clara was uh, yeah one of the. I ones usually ones. don't like when they do that though because I think it just kind of makes the season very disjointed and it kind of makes you forget like when you're supposed to be watching the show. Like, yeah. you know, is it, is it on again this week? Is it off? I can't even keep track anymore. My brain's starting to hurt. <laughs> like Steven universe sometimes. I mean, I know you guys don't watch that, but it's like they'll put on five episodes Monday through Friday. And then there won't be any new episodes for like a month. Yeah. And it's like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Just, Put it on every Tuesday or whatever. Pick a day yeah, and yeah. stick to it. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you on that one. It's it gets troubling, kind of confusing. But like that's the way The Walking Dead's been doing it, I guess, forever. Yeah. It just all right. We're gonna half do season. a yeah half season, six episodes and six episodes or whatever. See, the first time I noticed it was with Battlestar Galactica when they the, oh this is season two point five and I'm like fuck you. Because I, I, did they I do that like early? That. I thought it was the fourth season that they did that oh, they started doing that. Okay, it may may have been, but I, I, I don't remember. I didn't watch it when it was out because well, no, I was but overseas. They, but. they were the first 
series that I know of that, that did the split. I can't remember okay. when exactly they kicked it in. Yeah, I don't know if I, they I were think the there was first. like season four and then season 4.5 or something like that. Okay. So <clears> there, <throat> there was a distinct break between the two halves of the season. And I know AMC started doing that after I think Breaking Bad kind of started that trend because oh, really? okay. there was the, um, the writer's strike was like halfway through season five or something like that. And they, um, so they just took a break in the middle of the show or no, I can't remember which season it was, but either way it, they picked it back up. And in, in that time, like yeah. all these people just started picking it up on Netflix and everything. Yeah. yeah I caught up during too. that time. Cause I, I wasn't watching it. And then when they did the break for season five and everybody was going, you know, you know, bananas about the show. I was like, I might as well watch it. Exactly. And then we all watch it, you know, the last half of the last season live, you know, and yeah. it was with the razor it, blade in our throat. <laughs> and apparently it worked because you know that's when everybody started watching the show so they're like oh well let's start doing that more often and Mad Men you know they did that and mm-hmm. one other show so whatever well then meanwhile you've got Game of Thrones and you've got to wait what is it like 15 years now yes. for the last season to come out yes and you well, know, it's a long winter and, and you leave it with like you know when when Joffrey Zombie comes back to life and leads the the undead armies, uh, and I'm like, what? Yes, it's very strange. That's what I told a friend on uh, on Twitter today that we are the that our hiatus was the uh, Game of Thrones of podcast hiatuses because <laughs> for like two years. Because our I mean our production costs are so high. That we I mean, yeah, every now and then. it's time, it, Dennis. It's time, bro. It's time. Time takes a long, takes a lot, brother. Well, the fact though that we had to come back and rebuild all these sets. Yeah, because I mean, I burned them down. Like I just burned everything down. Every between every season of Dork Trek, we we just burned down all the sets. Yep, you know me. We were just like, yeah, it's the it's the last one. It's just so much fun. Mm -hmm. It It is. One time I'd like to pre, I'd like to pre-record one of these. Just just watch it all burn. Um, Just. Just like this is one big set, so we could like stand up and like I could walk over here and then come in from the side of Dennis's screen. It's like, oh yeah, it's just one big set. Just burn it to the ground. This is this is a three camera sitcom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Unless Which I'm I, on the road. Yeah, and I can't say that about the Orville. I don't understand what it is. To kind of to bring it back around. You know it's, what is it's, its own genre, man. It's just not a good genre. I think they should definitely um <laughs> Like I think I might like it more too if there was like give me a different actor as the captain. Yeah, absolutely. You can find somebody else to do that job. Why didn't I mean Patrick Stewart's his boy? Why didn't he bring in Patrick Stewart to be the captain? That would be well. Jonathan cool. Frakes is actually directing one upcoming yeah. episode, so that's, it, that's behind the camera. I'm talking about it's camera. like a it's like he's just doing like a fan film. Like yeah. that's all it really is. Like he's just doing a fan film and like trying to make some of it funny. But it's or just get, like, get Tim Allen and really confuse people. I mean. <laughs> Like, yeah, is this Galaxy Quest? It's it kind of has the ga- it's like Galaxy Quest, but not funny. Yeah, it's Galaxy exactly. Quest though that was meant as a comedy, and it was meant as a spoof on Star Trek. Yeah, but I thought, but I mean, I don't know what this show is. Is this show like a sci-fi show that's supposed to be funny? Is it a funny show that's a sci-fi it, show? It, it's a sci-fi show that has humorous elements in it. That should be here's funny. A, the, here's a thing that we discussed at dinner, and just because and he's just like, no, you're wrong. In 1938, 
Jesus. America. Are you talking about the Nazis, for God's sakes? America was in... All in 1938. The year was 1938. And America was in the grips of the Great Depression. Then, in a Metromartin newspaper called the Daily Planet... No, I mean, that was the thing, is that <laughs> Superman came along, and all of a sudden, it was this bright spot of hope and happiness that we could have in this dark, gritty world that we have. Uh-huh. We are now in a dark, gritty world again, and and things are pretty shit. And that's why people pushed back the way they did for Superman, Man of Steel, for Batman v Superman, but were so excited for Wonder Woman because it was something positive. It was something light. It, it wasn't that negative grittiness. And I think that's where Orville No, because Wonder Woman was feeling... good. Batman versus Superman was bad. Exactly. <laughs> that's it wasn't anything so, about dark and gritty. Right now I, I mean the, the world is the I agree Dark Knight. The Dark Knight trilogy is pretty dark and gritty. Yeah, and I'm tired of that. And I'm fucking I, tired I of movies and TV being so fucking dark that when I'm finished watching an episode, when I'm finished watching a movie, I want to go outside and blow my fucking brains out. It's my favorite. I'm tired show. of that. I mean, yes. I mean, some of it. I yeah, I do appreciate an occasional show that makes me have feelings. Got it. That's good. It serves a purpose. There's drama. Fine. But every now and again. I like to get a piece of ginger and cleanse my fucking palate and then have something like ice cream or something later in so, the day. So just watch Rick and Morty because that's dark and hilarious. I don't want dark. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of dark and hilarious. There's plenty of dark. And th- Bojack Horseman, really. funny and dark. Uh, what's the d- Rick and Morty, funny and dark. All right, great. Um, there's plenty of shows that I like. You're the worst. I love the show, but it's it's really morbid sometimes. But my point is, like, there's plenty of funny and positive sh- movies and shows out there what? that are good. Big Bang Theory? No. I don't... Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so I no, just... What is Comedy funny? Bang Bang. Who? That's a good... Comedy Bang Bang. That's a good show. I, I, I'm not looking for stupid comedy. I mean, and it's just... <laughs> Ben's looking for a very specific so genre picky, of comedy. Man. I mean, no, I just want you're something like, that's... You're that like you make... two in the mid-80s, man. I get what Ben's talking about. I get what you're saying, man. I just... For me, I just... I don't know if if McFarlane is charismatic enough to pull this off. I just think it's a step in the right direction. And maybe people will see what he was trying to do. And maybe he's not the right person for it. Maybe he's not going to pull it off correctly. Yeah, right. If it fails, then that's going to be the end of that experiment. I just, I think maybe it's somebody's going to see this and think, and they're going to see the reviews that people are giving that are positive, and and the things that people are picking from this and saying, no, we want more of this. The, it's it's like when when Wonder Woman shows up in in Batman v Superman, she was the best part of it. I and think. So- I and, think the first thing – this is just me speaking. I think yeah. the, the first thing they could do is go half hour. Then it's a comedy. But that's kind of what McFarlane's known for, and then you're giving the audience kind of what they kind of want in some it's, extent. It's trying to be a comedy, though. It's like, not. it's trying it – no, it is. It's been sold as a comedy, but I don't think it is a comedy. I think just because, Here's the thing. When they say Doctor Who is a kid's show, it's not a kid's show. It's a family show. This isn't a comedy. This is just, it's like the difference between DC movies and Marvel movies. 
where DC has no jokes and Marvel movies aren't comedy, but there's humor in the show, in the movies where they make those little, yeah, but those are just your language. Yeah. 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 But that's just like little one liners and something that's overall more serious. This show kind of has a light hearted tone with light hearted kind of banter back and forth. Like the scene where the two, uh, the two helmsmen come together and he's like, Hey man, I just wanted to come in and say, Hey, it's nice to meet you. My name's so-and-so nice to meet you. So what'd you get suspended for? Anyway, I was shooting a porno, uh, in, uh, that let my brother shoot a porno and back of one of the things for some pills. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Like, uh, what, what's what, like, that's a family guy joke. Mm-hmm. That's a joke saying? I make. I mean, I make jokes like that. Though. I know, but my point is, like, what if you're going to go that direction, it's going to be a comedy, what are, what whether you want doing? it to be or not. You know, like I think the closest when the guy was like, "Well, can I bring my drink on to the the the, the bridge?" The other guy was okay with that. I was just like, "Huh, that's." And then, and then you see him with the drink later in the yeah. episode. Which yeah, was he's drinking funny. his soda. Oh, what, it like a fountain drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what, well, so they was... got fountain drinks in the future now? <laughs> they got the Coca-Cola freestyle. But we're supposed to take the show seriously. I just don't know. I just don't know what because like the shift, it's just like it doesn't have a it doesn't have a set tone. Like it's not a comedy. It's not a so- it's like just be one. That's all I'm saying. Just like pick one thing that you want to do and kind of go with it. If you want to, you can be a sci-fi show like Ben is talking about with the Marvel movies and have funny lines in it every now and then. You can be Iron Man and have Robert Downey Jr. I mean, this is the first scene of the movie where Robert Downey Jr. is talking to the people in the in the thing. I don't want to see this on your Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? That's the first couple lines in Iron Man when he's talking to the kids who want to take photos of him. Can I take a photo yeah. of you? Like he there, so you can still have an adventure flick and still be funny, but she's just, it seems like they're trying to push the comedy too much. And then when it's time to be a sci-fi show, they're dialing that back and then pushing the, it's just pick a tone, like just pick what you want to be and then just go with it. Does that right. make sense? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think McFarland is, is so much a comedy writer that, you know, whether or not I like him personally, I think that's that's what he does. And yes. I think that that's just what he needs to go with and just yes. make it a comedy has show. Been, has he been in anything good as a live action actor? Because I don't think that, what, One Million Ways to Die in the West? That yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Was that. That was pretty I mean, funny, It wasn't very actually. successful, though. No, I didn't do well. Uh, it's too bad. But, like, yeah, I don't. No, I mean, he's a voice actor. And, and like, some of the reviews I've read of the show is, like, he's just not – he can't do it. Like, and he can't. it's when it's not hit really his voice. When he's, like, putting on a voice is when he's more enjoyable. You know, like, <laughs> Peter Griffin or Stewie or uh, Ted or whatever. Not so much, you know, the Seth MacFarlane normal voice delivering jokes. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Get a new... Like this, this new Starship captain, he sounds just like Brian from Family Guy. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a terrible oh, actor. The I... least, the least funny character from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he's also a terrible actor. I don't know. I mean, I'll give it another try. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, nobody, if nobody, if nobody's, eyes. If nobody's around. Eyes, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because he's probably a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me, though. I'm just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, it's just we're judging it by, you know. One episode. A, 
Well, not even you guys are judging it from parts of an episode. I, 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 mean, I watched the majority of it. I mean, I figured it's a 45 minute show. I probably watched 30 minutes of it. My wife came in and I was embarrassed. It was like I was turning off porno. <laughs> <laughs> You're like switching it over to Pornhub. No, no, I was watching porn. Seriously. Right. Porn. She, she was yeah. like, well, do you want to watch Glow? And I was like, yeah. And that's the world we live in now, unfortunately, where it's like, hey, we have you're watching network television. You want to see what's on Netflix. You want to see what's on Amazon. You want to see what's on Hulu. You want to watch some stuff on YouTube. I, you know, I'll watch it. I mean, Ben, don't take it personally, but I feel like no, you're not, you're a man on an Island here and we're all attacking you. And, and you know, I just, the, the fan base that's growing online will continue to grow. I doubt we'll, we'll get the six episodes that are filmed. No, it's just and, the same few people are all just finding each other. <laughs> I mean, if it's good, hey, you know what? Maybe we're wrong. This is the Jonestown of uh, fans. You're (laughs) all assembling together and you're all going to, you know, watch the last episode. I have noticed a surprising amount of people actually enjoy the show. Like, I thought it was just going to be like a giant flop and Ben just going to be like, am I the only one that likes this? And I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. Anton Anton came out in support of the show. My best friend Jay from high school uh, liked it. That's three. You sound like Donald Trump now. No, yeah. I know plenty of people who like <laughs> smart people, the best people <laughs> like this show. Ed funny Ca- people. Funny Ed Carden from uh, the Pushers here uh, in Norfolk uh, came out and supported the show. I don't know who that guy is. I'm sure he's great there. So, um, <clears throat> and again, I'm, I just I could tell by the trailer it wasn't for me, and that's that's how much I'll say about it. I won't say if it's good or. I'm probably going to give it another shot. I'm going to give it another if go. It, if it gets past the first episode slump, I guess. Jenny, I Jenny, you've got no choice. You're in it. You're like the fucking vice president of the fan club by proxy. Well, she no, no, there's like plenty of rooms no, in this house. Like in a car, she literally went upstairs and watched. <laughs> she can gouge her eyes out. <laughs> I I thought about it for a second. I'm I am interested to see what happens though with Discovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. As much as I hate it, and as much as I feel that this is just a continuation of the Jar Jar Abrams bullshit, <laughs> I will continue to watch it just as much as I watched all of the Jar Jar Abrams Trek because it's Trek. Mm-hmm. And some dirt-ass little kid somewhere, it's like being the fastest gun in the West – they got to come at you shooting, so they, you know, oh, you don't know everything about Star Trek. You haven't even started Star Trek Beyond. Okay, eat my ass, you little prick. I have. <laughs> you know, and the fucker's just like, oh, you can't hate something if you haven't seen it. Motherfucker, I sat through all of it. No, I yeah. can I can surely hate something I haven't seen. I do it all the time. No, but I don't want that fucking <laughs> criticism when you're like, well, you know, you fucking hate something you haven't even watched it. Well, bitches, I did. All right, I, guess, seen, I, guess, I, I have seen that. every minute of everything with fucking Star Trek and the goddamn title. So, so eat my fucking shorts there. <laughs> eat my wow. shorts. Wow. I mean, I've been fucking watching this since. All right, hard. All hard, right. Bart Simpson. It's like yeah. we were talking about before this. The, I, the first episode of Star Trek I ever saw was uh, the Gary Seven episode when I was fucking five years old on our new color TV. And you've been in ever since. I and I've been ever fucking ben, since. I ain't, I ain't hating on you, man. I respect your opinion about Jar Jar stuff. I mean, you're, you are the most knowledgeable Star Trek fan. I know you're the, the die hardest of the hard, my friend. And I, and the thing I, is, is people like, like me, we have those armies of kilt wearing angry men that we can now, you know, rile up and, and, and send with torches <laughs> after, you know, 
know, anybody. You know, you know, Ben, believe it or not, I can relate to how you feel about Star Trek because when the first X-Men movie came out, like I was when I was a kid, I read X-Men comics mm-hmm. nonstop. I was always reading it and I always was hoping one day they would make a movie. And when that movie came out, it wasn't what I imagined that it would be. They changed some characters, backstories, you know, and uh, even like slight changes in power sets and stuff like that. And I, after watching it, I was upset. I was like, man, this sucks. It's not any good. But then I kind of thought, I was like, well, this is just their interpretation of it. You know, like they're taking the source material and they're adapting it to, to what they want it to be. And eventually, you know, I kind of enjoyed the, the X-Men movies and then some of them were bad and some of them were good, but I started to enjoy them kind of in a self-contained way, as opposed to saying, well, it's not, if you go back to issue, you know, 153, Wolverine says this, and that's actually what he should be doing in this movie now. Cause it's just like, it's, it's a different take on this thing that I like and mm-hmm. I can either like it or not. And then maybe and then, yeah. another good one later. And nobody's saying Ben that you have to like it. Uh, I just, yeah. I, you know, I just, people who are, who are, there are people who say that I'm not liking it because uh, it's it's diverse and, and because I am a, a white, cisgender, heteronormative. Uh, okay, male maybe one person said that, and now you're saying that people are saying that, right? <laughs> Plenty of people. Okay, uh, you know. Well, I saw I saw the trailer sure for there's Discovery. Fine, there's fine people this, on that side too, Ben. Come on. You know, and, and my dick fell off. You know, my it's dick like, fell off. It, it's like fuck you. It's like. You could have the most diverse fucking cast that you would ever want on a Star Trek episode, right? Fine. Like the original as, Star Trek? As long as – well, for 1966, that was a yeah. motherfucking pretty diverse cast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm agreeing. That it was, was a pretty di- cast. Okay, that's pretty I'm just, diverse I've, I've, even I've, for nowadays. Right. That's a very diverse cast. You know, and it's just like, okay, I – that's that's why I can't understand people who are fucking racist that are Star Trek fans. And yeah, so, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, do you watch the show? Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, but the captain's was white. So, so you're one of the guys who hated DS9. But um, but he wasn't a captain at first. They just did that because <laughs> the fucking liberal media made him do it. I mean, that was the thing that... I mean, I my I, I, I was happy that Jay and I were both kind of on, on the same page. That is like, yeah, they did... They You know, the, the first black guy they get as, as the lead character, and they make him a, a fucking commander. It's like, fuck yeah. you, racist. But, yeah. Uh, of course, Admiral Cartwright was was black so and he was Kirk's boss so yeah and he was also you know you know a rapey a guy from uh he was a traitor. a traitor to the federation too but that's besides the point oh wait he, he, he didn't actually do the rape back on kill they, they just he didn't do the rape the, yeah. i don't think he did the what rape. you just skip out on the uh <laughs> on the uh, trial I, well in the alabama editions of the book they they, they he they, was just there to bust up a shiffero <laughs> he was just hanging out yeah for a nickel. So, uh, you guys are great. You're great, uh, Bob. The Orville is okay. I'm gonna give it another go. I'll see what happens. I'm gonna finish. The, I'm gonna finish the episode uh, so I can be more informed about it. So Ben will stop yelling at me. Let's just agree that Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan is the greatest. Well, Star let's Trek just agree that. I mean, I could go upstairs yeah. and just watch. Right? I could. Go, I want to go watch fucking. A search for Spock, but I'll probably end up watching John Oliver clips on YouTube. Um, but I just, I just love Wrath of Khan. Like, Jesus. Like, and the thing is now, I was watching, as I was sitting there watching that movie, I was like, wow, look at all these people. 
they're all so fucking old. Like, you would never get that now. Like it's it's like a goddamn fucking geriatrics movie. Like I mean, everybody in that movie, they're just old as fuck. That would never yeah, happen. Sh- now. Shatner turned fifty. Uh, yeah. was, you know that was the whole, the thing at the beginning. Is this was Kirk's fiftieth birthday? Yeah, and like if you look at what's her face, um, the Doctor Marcus, she'd been she'd have been replaced by like a twenty eight year old like hot chick, and oh, yeah. it's it's so nice that things just kind of seem so much more natural and you know organic i guess in the ways of it all it's just a fucking great film it's so wonderful and i gotta get i gotta get one of those uniforms before i die i must own that goddamn uniform yeah i was so close to pulling the trigger it's perfect i mean to get the full thing with all the pins and the boot it's fucking amazing it it was going to be over four thousand dollars to get like the custom made the whole thing custom made from head to toe and even think about it i just couldn't even the Kirk little piece of candy looking thing that he wears on his, you know, his little pin. It looks like a little piece of candy. It's like an old it's lady a, candy. It's a cinnamon disc. God, it's fucking great. It's such a great uniform. If I was ever going to cosplay, it would be that uniform or a stormtrooper, and that's it. I recommend. It'd be great to wear uh, that to like a company Christmas party. Yeah, just show. Show up in the Rathacon <laughs> uniform. There's a guy it's that open shows cause up. because you're cash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a guy that shows up at. Uh, Title or Comic Con? Yes, right. And I've seen. He he's has, got the. He's got the jacket. He's got the field jacket and that that badass jacket. And I never. He's the only person I've ever seen with that. And it is like a hundred percent authentic looking. Yeah. And you know, it's like you know, Title or Comic Con. It's not exactly the dead of winter when when that show comes out. So yeah. it's like, dude, you must be sweating your ass off. Mm. He doesn't wear it through the whole show. He goes and changes, but, but it's uh, worth it. What we should do is just find him and beat the shit out of him and take his costume. Yeah. And, then we, and then we could do, we'll just gank him for it, dude. I mean, he looks about my size if I could lose about 60 pounds. Earth ain't a utopia yet. No, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom. He we'll still just, get mugged. Yeah, just whoop his ass and take his ass. <laughs> what, a, what a story that would get be. Get naked, motherfucker. Get a naked. A man today get was naked. accosted violently by three nerds out in front of the Tidewater Comic Con. Uh, and he the only thing taken from him was his Star Trek II Wrath of Khan uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so at Commonly the next Tidewater Comic Con, the uh, yeah. cops are waiting for yeah. us. Like, we know where this uniform came from. Yes, we certainly do. We're actually Patreons uh, for Dork Trek, and we've seen each of you wear the uniform on an episode. <laughs> and it's so weird that you should bring that up because we actually do have a Patreon now. Yeah. We started one last week. We have four mighty members. Are uh, we have four Patreons? So I mean, thanks, thanks. Um, something I wanted. We've been talking about doing for a long time. So we started that. So you can just go to Patreon.com and search Dork Trek, and there we are. The show will remain free, so you don't have to worry about that. We've done 250 episodes. We're just going to give you extra stuff. Um, you know, some access to our YouTube channel. Uh, invite to a live once a month online hangout, high quality uh, audio downloads, all that stuff. The whole nine yards. The whole nine yards. Um, so yes, yeah, so work on my set design. I forgot about that. People yeah. can see the video now. Eh, nobody can see it yet because nobody signed up for that reward yet. So you're fine, Dennis. Oh, okay. yeah. right. You don't have to. You don't have to. Paint, you don't have to paint your wife green yet and have her dancing in the background. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> that would be pretty. Cool. But that'd be hot. I mean, I'm nothing. Not, <laughs> once a month, but. You know, we can make it a weekly thing. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So, uh, so very cool stuff. Just search us out on Patreon, uh, Dork Trek on Patreon. And there's a link on the uh, Dork Trek page. That's dorktrek.com. It's right there in the corner if you go to dorktrek.com. And uh, you can sign up and uh, support the show. Because, again, we're not looking to get rich. It would just be nice if I didn't have to pay for hosting. 
That's all. <laughs> Hosting and hose ain't cheap. Yeah. So, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. So thank much. you. 250 episodes. We'll review the episode. We got kind of caught up with Orville and Rathacon. Yeah. Well, Rathacon. I mean, to be honest, we, should... we could we could review this episode in like five minutes. But yeah, yeah. It's it it's sucked. what it's what happened. <laughs> There's really not a lot it, going on. It was just episode. an episode. Yeah, <laughs> I I still I'd feel the fans are slighted if we you know. So. Yeah, I, I think we should have just dedicated this entire episode to uh, our 250th and Rathacon. Yeah, Rathacon. Okay, so the episode starts. Fucking um, Rathacon. Now they said the Enterprise. it said it was a, a director's cut. Was it? I mean, yeah. like, yeah, there was what? a. Okay, so there's the original theatrical cut, and then when it came on uh, ABC Television Network, mm-hmm. there was 25 extra minutes. Okay, is that where he introduces his cousin or whatever, his, or nephew, his nephew, my, my, my cousin youngest. and my nephew too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Midshipman, third class, Peter Preston. He stayed at his post. Now, yeah. The other, when you think about it, man, fucking Scotty in this movie, Jesus, he loses his nephew and Spock. Yeah. Like, yeah. God damn. Yeah, uh, the line that hurts, I think, more than any in the whole film is when uh, Kirk comes down and he sees the scene in the in engineering and he runs over there and, and Bones grabs him and he's like, you'll, you'll flood the whole compartment. And he goes, but Spock, and he goes, but he's already dead. And you're like, he's oh. dead already. Yeah, he's dead already. And you're like, oh, my God, that. Yeah. No. He's dead, bro. He's fucking dead. It, it hurt me when, for me, it's like you know. He didn't leave his post. We we need the uh, you know we need to warp Just drive. Just carry this dead body dead. around the ship. Show everybody. <laughs> like how far he didn't leave his post. How far he didn't he leave his post. His like yeah. he, he didn't did leave his post. Jesus, did he hold him up in the whole time in the elevator? <laughs> he didn't yeah. leave his post. It's like do you prop it up? Like you know when yeah. the doors open, you're God, holding this it, fucking but, guy's heavy. And you kind of lean back a little bit, and his head's like pushed up against the, the side there. No, no need to make a ceremonial gesture if nobody's around. He just throws the body on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, almost there. Pick him up. <laughs> Who's been holding up the damn elevator? Uh, I love it. And I love that Bones is just swearing the whole movie. Uh, of course he is. Can you tell me whose hands are the right hands? <laughs> I love Bones. He's the best. I just, I, that scene when they talk about the Genesis you know, device yeah. and, and the project and, and they're having their little debate there and Spock's sitting there all, you know, watch the, uh, smug. The promotional video. Yeah. No, it's, it's the pitch video. It's the pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the thing. Is that, it's, her, that, it's her Kickstarter video. That video, <laughs> here's the thing, is that the Industrial Lights and Magic and when they, the, the, the branch that made that 3D model for the Genesis, mm-hmm. the Genesis effect, they were actually contacted and the technology from that scene that they used to make that scene was then later used in uh, MRI imaging. And it actually, that led to medical uh, use. That is one thing I noticed. That was like some fucking top-notch 3D animation for 1982. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not even that bad, like, now. Like, you can look at it and be like, oh, that's not so bad. You know, like, you see some stuff from the 90s and it's like, polygons and shit and it's like oh that's it's, rough it's you know? a lot of, but like i said the like i said last episode uh watching battlestar galactica on me tv it holds up pretty well i mean practical special effects hold up really well because it's models and paintings and shit like that like it's when you get into the weird kind of computer graphics because as you go further along the it gets better 
You know what I'm saying? So things look more dated, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like watch, watch the scene in uh, Clone Wars where um, uh, Anakin is on that like droid conveyor belt thing fighting. And it looks like he's fucking, he look, he might as well have a red hat and a mustache and some overalls. He looks like a goddamn Mario <laughs> brother. I mean, it's pretty CG. And so um, would that make Padme uh, Luigi? No, that would make Padme, I guess, um, Princess, Princess yeah. Peach. Princess Peach, yeah. yeah. But it sucks. I mean, it's your prince in another castle. It's really <laughs> shitty looking, whereas like some of the older special effects hold up better because they're just fucking models. You know, it's tangible. And I imagine it's got to be easier for the actors, too, because they can see what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. It's not like, all right, well, behind you, it's like, pretend it's a fucking, here's a tennis ball that's going to represent the bad guy. For that scene uh, in uh, Attack of the Clones or whatever, they uh, just had him play Dance Dance Revolution. (laughs) 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 I'm agreed. You're doing it. Perfect. I kind of want to go back and just watch that scene. But that's it. Because, yeah. Yeah, it's a shitty movie. It was awful. I tried so hard through that whole prequel trilogy. Like, I didn't want to hate it. But then after the third one was done, I was like, I just, I'm so disappointed. I didn't mind the third I one. I tried to justify it so much because I love Star Wars. I was like, no, it's not, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I didn't like, I didn't mind the third one. The first one's just bad. The second one is fucking just shit. I and the, the third one's Citizen Kane. Is worse than the second one. Uh, I Phantom, this, Phantom really, really, yeah. I, maybe just because fucking Jar Jar offends me so badly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Amasa? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Misa knows you're young. Oh, but a bit. Jar Jar. Yeah, and, and the, the best thing they did in the Clone Wars cartoon was start to write him out of episodes. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first couple seasons he's in it, but then. He rarely shows up in later seasons. I'm Ooh. so bothered by the fact that like Padme started dating this little kid that she knew from a couple years ago. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> yeah, he was a little kid. And she's a teenager. She's and- a teenager. And a couple years later, like all of a sudden he's grown. And she doesn't find anything wrong with this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, damn, I can't wait to see you when you twelve. What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> What's what's the uh, statutory age on tattooing? Just asking for a friend. Thirteen. Slave, anyways, right? So yeah. The third, but the third one, you know what, man? The third one has its problems, uh, but it's better than the first two. And I will say, at least um, the third one's a good conclusion to the story. Well, because I mean, because it's paid by numbers, they know exactly where they're going. It's like we have A, B, and C have to. Like Order mm-hmm. sixty six was pretty well executed. Yeah, you know all that stuff. The Yoda scene with uh, where he's fighting it was Palatine. cool. That was cool. cool. Um, oh, chapter four is my favorite. But... The beginning of the movie is actually not bad either. When they're trying to rescue Dooku, uh, Palpatine. That's the, the that's the problem with the film is any the memorable characters the best ones get killed off. Yeah. If you would have made a movie about Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul and Dooku. Uh, and, and, and Obi Wan, dude, and you'd have had a badass movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they killed off all the good characters. Dooku was fucking balling, mm-hmm. like, but they just lopped his head off in the beginning of the second, third movie, and you go, oh, well, there goes that. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like cool. So I don't know, whatevs, whatevs. What do I know? 
it's no Rathacon, that's for sure. No, yeah. it's not. It's not <laughs> Rathacon. I, I told Jenny as we went into it to, uh, you can tell when Nick Myers uh, directs a movie. Guys, save Star Trek. Because you look on the bridge and there's fire extinguishers. <laughs> and uh, on the next to the elevators on the bridge, there's fire extinguishers. It's like, yeah, that means there's going to be explosions. <laughs> it's, I mean, it is. It's just and the extinguishers came show. back for Star Trek Six. So that guy single-handedly saved Star Trek. If yeah. he doesn't direct and rewrite that movie, we don't have a podcast. We're not doing any of this stuff. Hmm. There, there's no TNG. I mean, he saved it twice, right? Yeah, was, but uh, after five. He made God. six. He made six. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's that's why I got excited when I heard that he was coming in to write uh some discovery episodes early on. Well is, hated it. isn't he still on board? He's like working on a, a secondary Star Trek project for Paramount. What one of the rumors that's out there is that this is the backup s- series. A new if, anime if, series? No, no. If if Discovery comes out the gate. And just flops hard. And shits the bed. Nick Myers has the uh, Save Star Trek Again uh, mandate with his backup series. That's cool. They should release it either way. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, they may not make it if Discovery's great. So I look forward to seeing the Nick Myers uh, series. <laughs> so, well, there you go, everybody. 250 episodes. Uh, thank you for listening. This didn't they go. Said it couldn't be done, but we, we did. did. We did two fifty, and we promise we we promise we won't uh, pat ourselves on the back for at least another fifty episodes. So until we get to three hundred, we, we're, we're a Persian themed episode for three hundred. We are the best looking, the best dressed Star Trek podcast on the internet. Most longest lasting. Yeah, the dirtiest. The dirtiest Star Trek podcast on the internet. Bon none. That's for sure. So thank you for your support. And we wouldn't be doing any of this if we didn't have listeners. We're coming up on 300,000 downloads as a series. Good Lord. 300,000 downloads. I don't even know 300,000 people. Well, why would you, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) Is that just since we restarted like a couple years ago? That's That's total. That's that's the entire frame. Here, I'll give you an exact number. But for 250 episodes, that's well over 1,000 episodes or 1,000 downloads per episode. Yeah. Here you go. Let me see here. We have, I can tell you the exact number right now. Give me two seconds. Hang on. Hang on. Come on, WordPress, you fucking stupid. There Dude, we I'm going to use this data to get verified on Twitter. All right, here we go. Ready? I've been trying for weeks. <laughs> really? Me off. Yeah, I sent the form in and everything. They won't verify me. It's pissing me off. All right, well, you can tell them that you were on a, a Star Trek episode, uh, excuse me, on a, on a Star Trek podcast that has 298,946 298, downloads. Oh, Crazy. so what's cool is this episode should put us over 300,000. Yeah, just mm-hmm. pro- close Jeez. milestones all around here. By the end of the by yeah. the end of the week, we'll probably because we you know it it, it averages anywhere from like fifteen hundred to like two thousand downloads a week, so we may get there this week. So yeah, nice. And if somebody hey, is the three hundred three hundred thousandth download, and they can prove that they downloaded the three hundred thousandth instance of our podcast, and you can find me at a convention. I will say thank you. Congratulations. You, <laughs> you know what? Good You'll job. even get a handshake. Mm. But not a hand job. 
It's well, a handshake is a bit much. Depends on, depends on who it is. <laughs> I bet if Idris Elba said he was number 300,000, you'd give him a hand. Oh, yeah. I'd well, give, one, I'd give him one with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hands on your cheeks. <laughs> it's okay. It's just a handshake. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you, to the listeners. Three hundred thousand episodes. Wow. Two hundred fifty episodes. Wow. Um, Patreon. Wow. Uh, it's all good, baby. It's all good. We ain't stopping. Cause again, it's the completionist in me. I have to see this through. Can't stop. Even can't stop. Voyager. Even. Oh God, I'm, I can't. Uh, <laughs> don't say it, Jenny. I'm gonna. Uh, I feel like every Voyager episode will be this episode of DS9. Every one of them. You know what's crazy? Somebody posted recently, I think on Twitter somewhere, that um, they listed like the top 10 most watched Star Trek episodes on Netflix. And a f- solid half of them were Voyager episodes. I mean, I, could, I mean... It's like Voyager and TNG. And there was no DS9, no original seven, series. This is the episode where Seven of Nine uh, fights the Rock. And this yeah, is the probably, episode of, yeah. where Seven of Nine uh, gets in touch with her uh, her inner femininity. And this is the episode of Voyager where uh, Seven of Nine uh, takes yeah. a shower. And this is the episode <laughs> of, of, TN, of DS9, I mean, of Voyager where, uh, where Seven of Nine has a very uh, erotic dream. And this is the episode. Of, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the TNG yoga episode. So I'm sure that's more. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to Voyager. Why'd you have to bring that up, Jenny? That's just to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if, we still have a little ways to go before we get that. Oh yeah, we've show. got plenty of time. We've got a lot of DS9 ahead yeah. of us. If anything kills this podcast, it'll be your fault, Voyager. It is on you, Voyager. <laughs> Although the episode that we are going to review next week, uh, which is the episode we watched this week, uh, takes place according to start date order about a month after the first episode of Voyager. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So Voyager has started now. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder it's it's uh, secondary effects are affecting this DS9 episode. <laughs> it's a lot I mean, of nothing happening. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to do it because we have to review it all next week. Yeah. But talk about a fucking talk about. Fucking, if, if anybody's watched it, they shouldn't be surprised. Nothing happens in this episode. Talk about fucking paint by numbers, bro. You're just waiting. All right. Why can't you do it? What's gonna happen? Just dumb. Just dumb. I, I fell in love with one of the Cartwright boys. I'm going to die by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go, everybody. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. I mean, I really mean that, man. It's been, I can't believe that we've had 300,000 downloads of this fucking podcast where it's just us talking about Klingon dicks. Uh, but it really means a lot. So it's very cool. Um, a lot of talk about Klingon dicks. I mean, like almost too much. But I, I have information next week about Klingon nostrils. Ooh, cool. Mm. And how dicks fit into them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-huh. all right, everybody. Well, thank Waiting you. With bated breath. Yes, we'll talk to you then. <laughs>